Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com slash DTR for 20% off and free shipping. Stafford, under pressure, and a tuck it and he's in. Darryl Henderson, he's off and running. As Woods, touchdown. Cooper Cup just went up and took it away. Van Jefferson for the touchdown. Aaron Donald smothers him. Second interception of the night. Welcome back, guys, to the Downtown Rams podcast. You're joined here by Jake Allenbogen. Alexis Kraft will be back soon. This is episode 365 of the show. We're going to be talking about the latest in Rams camp. Of course, we are not there, but there's a lot of info going on. Before we do that, though, uh, just a word real quick from our sponsors over at BetUS.com. Guys, with sports betting season in full force and fast approaching, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is bet, B-E-T-U-S dot com, and they have loads of bonuses. You can join now or call 800-69-B-E-T-U-S. That is 800-MY-BET-U-S. You receive 125% sign-up bonus by using our bonus code RAMS125. They have re-up and referral bonuses as well. BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. BetUS has all your NBA and NHL games with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and NFL odds up already. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA golf and round matchups, and live betting on most sports including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games and the race book has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp Bet US mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone. 
online and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Bet US, you bet, you win, you get paid. Bet US. Once again, that is Rams125 to get a 125% bonus uh, when you sign up today. So thank you to BetUS for sponsoring the show. Um, we're going to get into it. The Rams recently just had a, well, if you're listening to this, they just had another training camp uh, practice. Open practice, pads, you name it. Now, during that practice, according to a uh, friend of the podcast and, of course, uh, Rams beat writer for the athletic Jordan Rodriguez, someone we very much trust and respect. She basically said today, it sounds like Van Jefferson had a whale of a day. He was absolutely, uh, incredible from how it sounded. Plus the Rams social media went ahead and uploaded a deep threat <laughs> video. You know how people have been saying Van Jefferson isn't a deep threat. The Rams need a deep threat. Well, and Ram Social Media uploaded a, a deep bomb from Stafford to Van Jefferson, and he looked pretty comfortable there. But there's more to this, and there's a lot more to this than just Van Jefferson, the offense. What we're learning is that guys like, and this is through Jordan Rodriguez, of course, but guys like, uh, say, Justin Lawler, who I am known for forgetting or snubbing or not giving a chance to make the roster, well, I might be wrong here, guys, and not, I might need to make room. If you're keeping score at home, you might have to make room on this roster for him. Apparently, the Rams really like what he's doing, and right now he is in contention to be the backup on the other side of the line um, for Leonard Floyd. So that, to me, says that uh, we might want to start putting uh, the SMU seventh-round pick, Justin Lawler, uh, back on the 53-man roster. He spent some time on IR, and yes, he's kind of the forgotten one, but he seems to be having a good uh, training camp. Right now, the guy, the leader in the clubhouse for the other starting spot is Justin Hollins, and to be honest, you can see why with the length he has. It's perfect for the defense, but on top of that, um, you have to hope he's going to get a lot better with his pass rushing maneuvers. He's a very, very, very athletic pass rusher. But what he's been able to do in his performance and how much he's improved as, um, you know, a linebacker in coverage and against the run is very interesting and very, uh, you know, very intriguing and, and is somebody to me. Um, that offers a lot of upside, but on top of that, he's going to be a consistent factor for this defense. So you have to feel good about having Justin Hollins. You have to feel good about what you're hearing with Justin Lawler. Um, now, that leaves Obanai Okoronkwo, who is also having a very good camp, but it's a matter of him staying healthy at this point. Hasn't had a ton of production because he really hasn't been healthy, and other guys have been able to leapfrog him because of it. Um, but another guy, Terrell Lewis, third round pick last year out of Alabama, the sky's the limit with him, except he's limited and he's, he's been seen with two knee braces. And then of course, this past day, we hear Sean McVay and company basically had to take him off the field because he was having a knee issue. So this is just not going away. And there's some serious concern at this point, whether or not the Rams have to shut him down, um, and that's not, I'm not saying that that's what they'll do, 
but I am very much concerned for Terrell Lewis moving forward. If he can't stay healthy, they have to move on sooner than later. You can't focus on keeping a guy because of what he could do for four games, uh, but is ultimately not going to be able to play the other 13. You can't focus on keeping him on the roster, uh, you know, especially when you have other guys like, you know, Chris Garrett, you know, a seventh round pick that has some upside there as a D2 guy and, you know, Maximilian Roberts, a UDFA I like. And, you know, there's just some other guys there that you can't really focus, especially, you know, at other positions like a Kareem Moore that's starting to stand out uh, in the secondary. And, you know, it's not going to be easy for the Rams to make this cut down to 53. It might be better for if, if Lewis is not going to be able to stay healthy and this ends up being a bigger issue, it might be better to IR him for this year and then try to maybe trade him next year or something along those lines. It's going to be hard with Lewis. They're going to have to be very careful with him um, because there's there's a chance that they're going to have to let go of some of these guys that will absolutely be claimed uh, once they let go of them. And keep this in mind as well. The Rams, for the most part, are what I would call a... Uh, a f- definitely a favorite uh, to win a Super Bowl. And so for that reason, I think that they already have a target on their back. I think teams are going to look at guys that they cut and feel like they are absolutely worthy of starting, say, on the Jets or the Eagles or the Bengals. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind as well. The better you get, the more interesting, you know, your your cuts become. And so if you're trying to sneak these guys onto the practice squad, it's not going to go as well as you think. Now, what's really interesting is, you know, seeing how many different plays uh, Kareem Moore has made. A guy that is, you know, he's from Chattanooga. He's bounced around the Titans a little bit, UDFA, um, and he's finding his role with the Rams. Now, preseason is going to show us a lot, tell us a lot. But right now, Kareem Moore is really balling out. And I don't know how much pressure he's putting on David Long because I am not at practice but I keep hearing his name, I keep seeing his name, and I think everyone else is at this point. It really begs the question, what is next for Kareem Orr? And to be honest with you, I don't think the Rams can go wrong playing Kareem Orr as the third cornerback if he earns it. David Long is really my only concern at this point as a starter. If he is the you know go-to slot corner I would honestly just rather play, you know, Terrell Burgess there or even go and and try to get somebody. Uh, I just really have, you know, some issues there with David Long. There's not enough that's been proven. And I haven't been, you know, super impressed when I've seen him. Um, It seems like every time he was covering somebody, the guy would be open. He would, you know, be able to make a play on the football and there wouldn't be a ton of coverage there from David Long. And then, it doesn't help when you, you go, you watch, you know, Cowboys uh, Rams joint practice and he's getting absolutely toasted by CD Lamb and, you know, Michael Gallup. It's just not a good sign, not a good look. And, you know, maybe it's a little biased too, but at the same time, it's just, it is a little frustrating. It is a little concerning. And, you know, I'm not hearing anything about Dante Dion. I'm hearing a lot about, uh, you know, Kareem Orr. So uh, it seems like Kareem Orr, 
is going up against David Long right now, and it sounds like Kareem Orr might end up making this roster, but it'll be very interesting. Um, as you guys know that follow me, whether it be on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, what have you, you guys know my thoughts on Brian Poole and why I felt like the Rams really should have uh, struck while the iron was hot and grabbed a top 15 corner last year in football. However, they waited, and now you know the Saints ended up picking him up. I think Brian Poole would have made a ton of sense to be the nickel corner moving forward. You know, you could have said Nickel Ruby Coleman, but he just got picked up by the Detroit Lions. No shocker there. He reunites with Aubrey Pleasant. And uh, to be honest with you, there's one other option here, and that option is a trade option, which I do want to cover a little bit because it's interesting. C.J. Henderson has become available, according to multiple reports, uh, the former first over the first round draft pick ninth overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars fairly recently has become available for trade. And now I know what you're thinking, you know, Jake, are, are we really going to do this again? I know, you know, you weren't a fan of Stefan Gilmore. You weren't a fan of trading for an Xavier Howard. Are you really going to do this again? And, and to me, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to go against this. If the Rams wanted to trade for C.J. Henderson, I would be all for it, and I'll explain exactly why. The thing with Gilmore that I didn't like, the thing with Xavier Howard I didn't like, is that those guys are older and the contracts are substantial. When you're talking about a guy like C.J. Henderson, you're looking at a younger player, you're looking at a ton of upside, and the contract is very, very manageable. How manageable? Well, we're not talking double digits for one. C.J. Henderson is 22 years old. You don't get an opportunity to draft a six foot one, 204 uh, corner who was drafted ninth overall in the 2020 draft class. You don't get a chance to trade for guys like that the year after. But in a weird scenario, you have a new head coach, a new regime. Trent Baalke is the new GM. You have Urban Meyer as the head coach, who's been doing things a little nonchalantly. And now I think it's opened up a door for a team that may want to, uh, you know, cheat a little bit, you know, get out of jail free card if they feel like they're behind the eight ball at corner. They might be able to go out and get this guy who was originally the ninth overall pick in the 2020 draft, and they might be able to get him for a second rounder because let's be honest here, while the talent is there and the potential is there, um, the Jaguars are doing no favors for themselves in trying to sell him to anybody. So as of right now, I think the Jaguars might have to you know part with him for a second rounder. I think this could be a problem moving forward, and there's all sorts of stuff out there about him off the field issues and you know, mental illness and things like that. And mental illness is 100% a real uh, problem. So when I see people, you know, making fun of him for, you know, his tweets and stuff, not a fan of it. Uh, but I will say that I think, you know, these guys go through a lot. And besides the fact they're bashing their brains in uh, during the games. But I mean, even besides that, just think about it. When you are a player and you're constantly focusing on football and then during your downtime, it's like you you don't even know what to do during the offseason. You get bored. You say things you don't mean. You, you spend a lot of time on Twitter. He's a young guy. He's 22 years old. So, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. Guys get better. Guys get smarter. Guys, you know, learn from them. So I think it's a little bit, you know, kind of reaching out in left field a little bit, trading C.J. Henderson, and that is the report. The Jaguars haven't really confirmed that they're going to trade him or not, but there's already a report out there the Saints are trying to get him. 
seems like they're trying to get everyone in wake of, you know, the, the potential of the Lattimore whole, you know, suspension thing that's looming. Uh, but with the Rams, look, they need to make a decision. They need to figure out during this preseason, they need to figure out whether or not they need another guy. They wanted Troy Hill back. Troy Hill chose the Browns. So this isn't one of those situations where the Rams were like, we're okay with David Long. We'll move on from Troy Hill. They drafted a corner in the fourth round. And on top of that, they wanted to have Troy Hill back. So that doesn't tell me or make me feel any better about David Long. That tells me that the Rams are obviously wanted another guy via the draft, a guy that fit the bill that they're looking for. And on top of it, they wanted, you know, their cornerback three back in the building in uh, Troy Hill. So, you know, that's a little concerning uh, for David Long and David Long fans and people that believe in him. But what I also will say is that I'm hearing a lot about Curry Moore, like we talked about, Who's to say he doesn't take over? And, and you know, I'm not against him getting an opportunity, but if the Rams have a chance to get C.J. Henderson for a second-round pick, you get a 22-year-old corner with three years, four years, three to four years of uh, control, roster control, on a very cheap deal, and now all of a sudden you have insurance for Darius Williams, you have insurance for David Long, you have insurance for everybody. Um, and, and I just think that makes so much sense because if, if the Rams are actually able to, if it's possible to trade a second round pick for him, they absolutely should. He would easily fit under the cap. They wouldn't have to worry about making a ton of room for him. He's going to be relatively cheap. And this is a big time prospect. This is my number one corner in the 2020 draft class. He does a little bit of everything extremely well. Uh, so that's not a guy that I'm about to sleep on. Uh, big, big fan of CJ Henderson. We will see. Uh, moving forward, but it is not a bad idea to go after a guy like C.J. Henderson and, and try to bolster that secondary that you have. So that's what I will say in regards to that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to go to our proud sponsors, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up on their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BetUS, that is B E T U S dot com, or call 800 792 3887. That's 800 79 B E T U S. Bet US for 125% bonuses with promo code RAMS125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. Bet US. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Ready for an out of world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. That has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system in. First scheduled for liftoff, new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even your anus. 
This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to our advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor and a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up the top of your nose and your ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget about the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and the crop reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Abort Harry Balls, Buzz Lightyear, that Woody with Manscaped. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, for those of you that skip around a little bit, we you know discussed uh, the buzz that's going on in Rams training camp as well as uh, the C.J. Henderson stuff that's going on. Why I think the Rams should consider, uh, you know, sending a second round pick and seeing what happens with C.J. Henderson. Um, now we're going to talk, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about, you know, Isaac Bruce, uh, who was inducted into the pro football hall of fame. We're going to talk about Tory Holt a little bit and we'll wrap up this show, but I, I do want to just point out something here. There is a log jam at the wide receiver position in the hall of fame. Now I don't really care what anyone says. I don't care about the excuses that are going to be made. It's time to get Tory Holt and Henry Ellard in the Hall of Fame. And I don't think it's really that hard to know why. Henry Ellard retired as one of the all-time leading receivers. He has now since been surpassed, but if you're talking about his generation, he was one of the absolute best receivers of his generation. Torrey Holt has a season, I mean, he has a bunch of seasons with the St. Louis Rams, he had 1,600-plus yards his second year in the league. He had 1,300 the year after, 1,300 again, almost 1,700 the next year, 1,300, 1,300, 1,100, 1,100, 796, 722. So if you're doing the math there, that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 straight seasons uh, with over 1,000 yards. He had basically what you're looking at here. He had four, uh, four seasons over uh, 1,300 yards. Actually, six seasons over 1,300 yards, and two seasons over 1,600 yards. The fact that Torrey Holt isn't in the Hall of Fame is an absolute disgrace. It is ridiculous. It really is. Um, now, Pro Football Reference, a seven-time Pro Bowler, uh, All Pro, and Super Bowl champion. Pro Football Reference has him right on the outside, right on the cusp of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame based on the average Hall of Famer. The average Hall of Famer has 107 Hall of Fame uh, monitor score. Um, they average one championship, two All-Pros, six Pro Bowls, 12 starts. Um, they average the touchdowns there, 90 um, they average the yards about 11,757 receptions 
and 170 games started. Now, Torrey Holt has fewer games started. He has fewer touchdowns at 74, and he you know has 13,000-plus 13, yards. Uh, so he is right on there. Seven Pro Bowls to go against the six. He only had one All-Pro instead of two, and he had a Super Bowl. So to me, there are people that would put Reggie Wayne ahead of him. I don't really see that. Um, now, here's the thing. Harrison wasn't in Reggie Wayne's, uh, you know, he wasn't in front of Reggie Wayne for the majority of Reggie Wayne's career. The way Torrey Holt shared the spotlight with Isaac Bruce, and he dealt with a roster that as great as the greatest show on turf was, think about how many opportunities, how many scoring plays, how many, uh, you know, the stats that were left because they were sharing time with Marshall Falk and they were sharing time between him and Steven Jackson and Azahir Akeem. And you just, you really think about it and you're like, yeah, I mean, obviously if Torrey Holt played in a different scenario where, you know, say he was playing with like the Lions with Matthew Stafford, right? I mean, he would have had not only the volume targets, but he wouldn't have had all that stuff being taken away from him because they didn't really have a running back like Marshall Falk, who was basically like another receiver. I mean, it was incredible what he was able to do as a receiving back. And so, you know, I do think that that is not given enough credit. And I do think that's a big issue with Torrey Holt and why his stats are lower than some of the other guys. And I don't really care, to be honest, that his stats are lower. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. You can't really tell the story of the NFL without Torrey Holt. I mean, it's already weird enough that Del Schaffner, who played for the Rams and Giants back in the 50s, uh, was one of the first receivers ever to have an 1,000-yard season. He had it with 51 receptions. He averaged 21.5 yards per car- uh, 20, 21.5 yards per reception, and he did it in 1958. And that guy's not even in the Hall of Fame. He's also in the all-1960s Hall of Fame team. He's a five-time All-Pro and five-time Pro Bowler, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. You look at Torrey Holt, what we went through, he's not in the Hall of Fame. But the other Ram that I'm going to mention is going to be Henry Ellard. And now it's getting to the point where, is Henry Ellard ever going to get in? Because now all of a sudden, well, you know, Steve Smith is here. Andre Johnson is coming up. Then Reggie Wayne didn't get in. And Heinz Ward. Hold on a sec. There is a ton. There is a huge logjam of wide receivers. That doesn't mean that Steve Smith or Andre Johnson should leap them. I honestly don't think they should at all. Henry Ellard is a three-time Pro Bowl or two-time All-Pro. I think that's more about that they missed on him and less about Henry Ellard in general. Keep in mind, in the era that he was playing in, it wasn't bad to have 811 receiving yards. He has a lot of those seasons, but he also has seasons where he went 1,400 yards, 1,300 yards, 1,200 yards, 1,000 yards, 1,300, 1,000, 1,000. So, I mean, he had huge seasons. His career... In the NFL is 16.9 yards per reception. He has 13,777 receiving yards and 65 touchdowns. He led the league in receiving in 88. He led the league in yards per reception in 96 with Washington. And in 98 and 99, he led the league in yards per game. 88, he had 88.4, and 89, he had 98.7. At this point, 
If not now, when? When is he going to get in? So I know I'm pretty much just preaching in the choir because you guys that are listening are probably Rams fans, but it's getting ridiculous at this point. And I had to bring it up because obviously I want to give a shout out to Isaac Bruce, friend of the show. He's come on our show before. He is the man. Uh, Reverend Ike is just an absolute legend and he's been super underrated. It's been a long time coming and really the NFL, the pro football hall of fame really took way too long to get him uh, in the hall of fame, which unfortunately meant that now, you know, Tory Holt has to suffer and Henry Ellard has to suffer to be Henry Ellard should be in the hall of fame. Tory Holt should be in the hall of fame. And it really isn't much of an argument. Del Schaffner should as well. Uh, it's gotten to the point where it is ridiculous no matter what. There are also other Rams. Uh, you know, you could argue, um, you know, Roman Gabriel should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Coy Bacon should be in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, there there are definitely some other guys as well. But the, the guys that are really out there are the receivers. We're going to see a logjam of receivers. And if Henry Eller doesn't get in within the next five years, he may never get in. It's going to get really tight. I mean, all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, potentially Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones. I mean, we don't know how many guys are going to retire, who could retire early. It's going to be very tough to get in. And there's so many guys already that are in. So, you know, we will see. Uh, But I did just want to touch on that um, before we wrapped it up, because, you know, obviously the first half was very, you know, focused on the here and now. The second I did want to touch on the Hall of Fame, because I know a lot of people do care a lot about it but on top of it I I do think it's BS and I do think that Henry Eller shouldn't be waiting this long and Tory Holt shouldn't be waiting this long so get them in the Hall of Fame ASAP Uh, that would be great but that's going to do it for this show I appreciate you guys listening if you like this be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you get podcasts on be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel it's just Jake Ellamogan be sure to check out downtownrams.com for all of your Rams fantasy football and NFL draft content and uh, that's pretty much going to do it Alexis Kraft will be back soon but for now it's just me and I'm signing off go Rams you guys take care and we'll talk soon Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus or 200% bonus with crypto using promo code RAMS125. And bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DTR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and make sure to use code DTR. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.